walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, the hardest part of the ring, Kyle Bird. How in the gosh darn heck is everybody doing out there? Glad to have you. Glad you hit play. Glad you hit the old player ruski on this thing. Or um, maybe you accidentally stumbled upon it. Maybe it was a, like a, you know, maybe you were listening to a, um, I don't know, an ASMR podcast of a, a lady eating watermelon. And they were like, hey, you probably also like the Apron Bump podcast. Well, that's the case. Still glad to have you. Maybe I'll suck you in. I'll be uh, I'll be more mouthy. If if that's what needs to, if that's what the audience retention comes from. Hell, am I talking about ECW? Matter of respect, 1996. That's the show we're covering today. You probably ascertained that from the title. But man, oh man. We got a doozy on our hands today. Now, when it comes to these ECW shows, I'm always like, you know, whatever. It's ECW. It's it's the classic ECW stuff. Kendo, kendo sticks, uh, hot lesbian action, cat fights, blood, semen, all of that stuff that you get with the and you get that stuff on this show. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like there's so much more on this show. A lot, a lot of a lot of good substance. On this show, I think ECW maybe is finally because it's been kind of middling, right? It's been like, okay, but not terrible. There's like enough good stuff to where it's fine. But that's been where it's at. But I think we're starting to see some really good stuff develop on this show, both in the in-ring, just the pure in-ring content. Some good angles are starting. We got some characters that are fleshing out. It's getting hot. I, I, I would say, you know, slowly but surely, but we, we can we can see where we're going. And I think ECW is getting uh, we got some good stuff on the horizon. But good, good stuff on this show as well. Three. I mean, there's, you know, three, three, definitely really good matches on this show, which is more than I could say about most <laughs> ECW shows. By the way, this will all be reflected uh, at the end of the podcast. When the hardest promotion of 1996 battle continues, we will grade the show and we will take a look at this show. We'll take a look at ECW. And in this moment of time, May 11th, 1996, we'll compare 
on this day to WW, I see clearly to WWF and WCW. We'll compare these three companies and we'll see who's doing the best as of May 11th, both from an in ring perspective and also an out of ring perspective. But we'll also look at the, the roster, the star power, just the all the all the extremities extremities. I don't know if that's how you use that word, but we're going to take a look at ECW. We're going to compare it against WCW, WWF. And I think because at, at this moment, if you've been listening to my uh, past episodes, Wrestling Wars of the 90s, where we do these comparisons, you'll know at this moment in time, WWF is dominating the year of 1996. But I think that might change a little bit. Uh, at the end when we do all the grading and whatnot. And by the way, I haven't really thought about it that much. You'll see me like in real time kind of work my way through this. It's a good old time. Stay tuned to the end. But before we get there, we got to talk about this dandy of an ECW show. We got the ECW title on the line. We got a three-way. We got Raven, Sandman, and Pitbull number two. I guess it's way more awesome than you would think. We also got an awesome match between Shane Douglas and two cold Scorpio for the TV title. And we also got RVD Rob Van Dam versus Sabu, the rematch of their previous show, which I would say blew it out of the water. So lots of great content. Plus we got your dreamer and the, the bruise brothers, that nonsense. Brian Lee's here. We got hack Myers is, Jack Myers is here doing stuff. Um, the, F- the FBI, the Dudleys, some some angles on the bottom of the car, the middle of the car, the top of the car. It's a really complete show here, I think. So with that, let's get to it. But first of all, got to give a shout out to my toothless guest. Brent from the A Work in Progress podcast joins me on this show. A, uh, a reoccurring cast member at this point on the apron bump. Love talking wrestling with Brent. I've been on his podcast a few times. He's been on mine a few times, a work in progress. Brent and his co-hosts, they talk about some old school wrestling. They do some watch alongs. They do some reviews. They've been reviewing the Monday night wars. They've done the golden era. They do. They're all over the place, but they do a lot of great stuff of really entertaining podcasts. And I say this all the time. You like the apron bump. You'll enjoy a work in progress. So go check them out. All their info in the description below. Follow them, on, follow them on all the social medias. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Check them out on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Threads. I guess <laughs> it's it's uh, it's the new social media we're all pretending to go to this week. Follow me on all the social medias as well at Apron Bump, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok. All of that jazz. And hey, if you like ECW, you like this era of ECW, hell, you love this era of wrestling in general. Go to apronbump.com and you can go to the episodes tab and then you can filter to whatever promotion, whatever era you'd like to hear me recap. You can go there and you can select ECW and that'll bring you to all of the ECW shows that I've covered up to this point in chronological order, starting from their first Extreme Championship wrestling show in 1994 all the way up until now, May of 96, covered every single show in ECW, also WCW and WWF, all in one timeline. It's a good old time. 
good nostalgia, good way to to listen to me work my way through this for the first time. So always a blast. You know what else is a blast? This episode that's coming your way. ECW, Matter of Respect, 1996. With myself and Brent from A Work in Progress. That made a difference. Did you change it? Here we go. Oh, look at that silky, toothless voice coming through my ears. Yeah. You look like a vampire. That's kind of badass. You look you look like Gangrel. A little bit. Kind. Of, I hadn't thought of that until just right now, but you're right. It's a pretty good gimmick for me. Well, what was his ECW name? Uh, vampire Warrior, maybe? Yes. That's what it was. Too bad he's he wasn't on the show. He's not this warrior. He's not that warrior. He's the vampire <laughs> warrior. You said you broke your, your Tifers? Yeah, I've had them for like a long time. I've had them since I was like 24. 25 maybe 23 probably 23 was it like a thing that happened or did they just fall out so like i do um like a youtube channel with my son uh and we Mm -hmm. like try weird things um and we tried to eat like a gummy lunchable pizza so but it's made all from gummy shit you've seen like the hot dogs and stuff and it's like a lunchable pizza but it's all um gummy shit and so i tried to take a bite out of it and as soon as I went to take a bite out of it, they just the front of it just fucking cracked and they fell out. Ooh. Is this on video? It is on video somewhere, yes. I didn't put it on our YouTube channel, but maybe I should. You should. I'll plug <laughs> the hell out of it. Everybody will watch your teeth fall out. That's a good point. I probably should actually put it up. You're right. I knew you were old, man, but not that old. Jeez. I'm I'm not that old. I'm only 39. Not old enough to have fake teeth, but I made a lot of <laughs> Poor life choices that put me in that decision. <laughs> so you see, well, I, I still, I, you look like you're like 22. Maybe it's the hat. Maybe if you lost the hat, it, it would... could be. It's funny that I like. I have uh, my son. My oldest son is 18. He just graduated high school. But when he was very young, when he was very young, and I would go pick him up from school, everybody thought I was his fucking brother. They would be like, "Oh, your brother's here. It's your brother." And I had one of the teachers tell me, "It's because you wear those hats that you look so young." <laughs> I still can't buy a lottery ticket or purchase tobacco products without showing my fucking ID. Like they asked me, well, that's something pisses me. Never off. ask me. I'm old enough to be your grandfather, son. Give me the fucking lottery. <laughs> Just get a little more facial hair then nobody will ask you. But I try, but it only grows in certain sections. So, all right. It's just face and pubes, right? It's not. Yep. Exactly. Same difference. We're all not Speak- as lucky as you. <laughs> no, I'm pretty hairless. Actually, I've, uh, Smooth. I'm not smooth. I have like a little tuft of hair right here, and uh, that's pretty much it. I'm smoother than a baby's bottom here. Nothing at all. Are you I smoother even, than? Uh, are you smoother than Hack Myers's bottom? Mm, that's a tough one. Uh, that could haunt someone's nightmares. Hack Myers bottom. Yikes! Oh, wow. You think it's got craters or dimples? What do you think it looks like? Yeah, it's cottage. It's cottage cheese for sure. <laughs> um, You're speaking like a man who knows. No, my mine's not, mine's pretty. It's pretty smooth. No, um, I meant I meant like you've been looking for Hack Myers' ass pictures on the internet, so I'm asking. It's that they're harder to find than you would think. <laughs> I got a picture of Bride Knob's butthole, though. If you want that, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you my email address after the show. <laughs> Forward that over if you could, please. Uh, <laughs> what a transaction that is. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Bride Knob's butthole, we got ECW talking about today his butthole is a matter of respect that's what i always say but uh that's what the show's called that we're we're having fun i can't argue with that i really can't (laughs) 
Yeah. So what do you think of the show, man? Have you have you seen the show before? Absolutely not. The only time I watch these ECW shows is when I come on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When was the last? Well, it was been a while. It was 95 sometime, right? Yeah. And that was I've been on before that, too. I think that was the very first time I was on was when we watched uh-huh. the ECW show. So I was Hard, probably, hardcore heaven, maybe. Yeah. One of those. It was before they actually got on pay-per-view, but I guess they're on pay-per-view in 96, are they? No, I don't think that's till 97. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. Yep. But it's, it's definitely I was going to ask you, because do you do you remember anything that we we discussed at the, on the last ECW review we did? I do. Did I you... remember Shane Douglas um, leaving for WWE at that time oh, and him okay. cutting a whole bunch of promos of the show. I, mean, I think you said in the description of the show, can Shane Douglas just leave already? because <laughs> he kept like showing back up throughout the show and talking and then we right. saw big molly take on um uh big molly, yes yeah. i was trying to re- recall his name in the last ecw show i did but i, I already forgot his name unfortunately because i think he I changed it like three times this is the problem he did yeah, yeah. Th- that's what that was his problem he didn't yeah. know what his name was it wasn't you know everything else about him well, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, the only problem was the name. Absolutely. Yeah, it was the only thing going wrong with Big Molly's career. It wasn't that sure. he was wider than he is tall. It was his name. Didn't have the well, right. Uh... It wasn't. He was big, sure, but he was also slow. So, yeah, you, you got to you got to have something. He, he wasn't particularly strong either, if I remember correctly. I think he just did a bunch of uh, splashes and. I mean, people have called him strong, but I think they were talking about the odor of him might be strong. I think it's like right. Yeah. Although he strikes me as a guy that wears like a lot of cologne, so he's like doesn't smell like shit, but has a really strong odor about. He smells him, like you if know? you cut an onion open and then marinated in fucking whatever cologne a big Molly uses. That's what it right. Would smell like. Probably like uh, what's Johnny Depp's cologne? Uh, you would know, right? No, <laughs> I, don't <laughs> <even> know. <laughs> I don't even know if he has a Amber cologne. Heard he shit seems like a guy that would have cologne. Um. But uh, I don't know brute, how he got on Johnny Depp. It's some brute cologne. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, thoughts on the show? Oh, I mean, this show was, it was like a, some of it was like watching wrestling on acid and speed and LSD and meth at the same time. And mm. a lot of it was really good. Um, for the first couple of matches, I thought, what the fuck did I get myself into? But then right. there were three matches after that that were really, really good. So it was really an up and down show for me. I would yeah, I would say like match wise, this is probably the best show I've seen from ECW so far. I mean, because like you said, there's at least three matches on here that are really good. And there's even some angles that are starting to get some steam and some good characters. And I think they're just revving up here. But yeah, I didn't think it was a bad show at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, maybe it's because of how it starts. It starts off real hot without Puerto Ricano. Take it on Damien 666. I think he's just going by Damien now. Mm. Uh, but literally, you turn the show on and it's just mid match. You got one guy trying to put the other guy on a table. They're both like imitating Sabu, I guess is the story. They're doing like his pose. And then uh, Sabu comes out right away, shits all over him. I think he puts them both on a table and leg drops them both through the table. It's just like a really, because they, they've done this before with Sandman. Traditionally, they'll start out these shows with like a really shitty jobber match and then they'll put they'll like throw a huge star out there to like end end it and the crowd goes nuts for them and it seems like a good formula. So I, that, that's really all this felt like to me. But I don't know. What do you think? 
of this it open felt like, year a, of this like show. something they would have 911 do because I, I remember on the last show we yes. watched i think they had two jobbers wrestling and 911 came out and just destroyed both of them right. so yeah i remember that happening this all like i was a minute and 53 seconds into this thing and i already felt like i was having a fever dream <laughs> like i was it's already a, you really take out a cold plunge of ecw it's, there's no easing into it it's just chairs tables and Arabs right away. Yeah, Italian, I think weird, weird guys with weird face paint that look like they came. They were like a bad guy in a Disney movie. <laughs> You're not familiar with Damien Six Six Six? I've never seen Damien Six 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 in my life. I'm a. I know the the DMX song Damien. Are you familiar with that song? Uh, no. How's that go? Oh, he. Never mind. I'm not. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song, but uh, I'm not gonna do it right now. The we'll toothless wrestling podcaster is not gonna start rapping. Not yet. <laughs> There's no market for that. I can't think of any toothless rappers. Goddamn, pal. Well, I, Kyle, I got to go because I got to start my rap career. <laughs> you got the hat and the mic. It's, you're halfway I'm, there. I'm ready to go. All I need is some beats. You know how to make beats? I could uh, I could conjure up some beats. All right. Kick me a beat and I'll freestyle. You ready? Yep. Just, I am just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, because I, I was not prepared. To... <laughs> I'm, a very, I'm a very spitty boy, so I would have spit all over my desk trying to it create like, a beat for you. It would have been like Sergeant Slaughter in here. Yes. Yes, but speaking of Sergeant Slaughter, we got the slaughter of a couple jobbers here. We got Damian Kane and Dangerous Devin Storm versus the Dudley Boys. So finally, we got the uh, the classic pairing here. We got Bubba and Devon. We've been fiddling around with Chubby Dudley and Dances with Dudley and Big Dick and Sign Guy. But now we got the uh, not the OGs, but the main two guys here. It's it's, it's rough when you're juggling around Big Dick. Anyway, <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> I mean, you know, Big Dick is probably easier to juggle than a bunch of small dicks, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess one one big one's easier than a bunch of little ones. <laughs> yeah, call in if you have any uh, input on that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> send your tweets to Kyle. One eight hundred Damien six six six. Oh but, yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on here. I don't even know where to start. So we got. First of all, Devin Storm. Are you familiar with who Devin Storm is? Yeah, Devin Storm, um, also known as Crowbar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dangerous. Devin I went Storm. to a WCW like Thunder show when I was like 15 or 16, and Crowbar was the first guy out to the ring. And I remember like the thing he would do is he would hit both ropes and then he would do like a big flat back bump in the middle of the ring. And I was like, why does he do that? What an idiot. Yeah. You it would you think it would hurt. It hurts when you do a drop crank. Why doesn't that hurt? Yeah. I mean, that's how he gets himself psyched up, I guess. I guess. Then we got Damian Kane, who uh, originally he came in as a manager of the Headhunters. And now I guess he's uh, a wrestler now. He kind of, I don't know, his Jerry Curl and his stupid, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on old, old, the, the Godfather of Extreme as he went by? Yeah, I mean, appro- appropriately named because I'd never heard of this motherfucker ever in my life <laughs> until today. Um, the star of the team is probably Lady Alexander, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a ripe tomato, I would say. It's a good way to put it. She looked like she's starring in any porn uh, movie near you, um, but that's okay. Probably was. I, I'm sure probably she was. was. I'm sure Damian Kane, after his wrestling career fizzled out, became a porn star as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'm researching after this. Goddamn pal. Yeah, I don't uh, have a lot of thoughts on Damian Kane. It was just weird because I'm like, who is this? you know free bird looking motherfucker it was just strange to see i think they they introduced yeah. him from bad street ga too <laughs> which is weird i'm like what the fuck is this yeah he, he is like every 80s wrestler if they like all combined into one person 
Yeah, they all morphed into like this weird guy who was born in a trailer park, but he yeah. didn't have he didn't have a father. His his mother like his his trailer park mom got like you know like the birth of Jesus, and now all of a sudden he's trailer park Jesus. Right, right, and then he found his way to uh, Philadelphia, and well, that's a movie in the making. I mean, is anybody I'm, taking notes God on this? Damn, I'm I'm a rapper, a movie star. I'm where Jesus what? Christ, we're going everywhere. <laughs> the only thing you can't do is eat uh, gummy worms or whatever the hell. But yeah. <laughs> So Lady Alexander's got big tits and uh, Bubba notices this because, you know, they introduced Devon, who, by the way, is from the south side of Dudleyville, which I yeah, think is a funny little they do piece that of the lore. African-American. <laughs> no, he just happens to be, I don't know. He just happens to be born on the south side of Dudleyville. Uh, we're all the. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we got Bubba. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Bubba does his whole thing. Everybody's asking what his name is. And then he's like, my name's Buh, Buh. And then Devon slaps him. And then Bubba says, big tits. Or however, he, whatever his accent is. You could probably do it better, Bubba, than I can. Big tits. There you go. That's go. uh, that's Michael Hayes, I think. But... Oh, I'm sorry. I, was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. Well, her big tits lures in Bubba Ray Dudley. And then we get a whole Pearl Harbor job to start out this match. And then, uh, I don't know, there's a lot happening. Anything in that part, any part of this match catch your eye in particular? I feel like it was all over the place. Uh, Devin Storm did hit a, like, a, like a pretty cool, little really nice drop kick on Devon that I saw. Lots of chair shots in this match. Um, mm. Yeah. Devon jumped off the top rope uh, outside of the ring, but I don't like. Nobody even, I didn't see that coming. Like, I didn't see Bubba Ray Dudley jumping off the top rope to the right. outside of the ring, which was very strange. And then they did like a four, they, they all got in the ring and they were fighting over chairs, right? And there was these four chairs and then they all <laughs> dove off the chairs, which was, I, I liked was like, that, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> that's interesting. I've never seen that before. Um, it was strange that they do all this and hit each other chairs 50 times and then it ends in a DQ. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. I guess you gotta draw the line somewhere, but um. It was very weird. But yeah, there's uh, the chairs are a big part of this. You got a uh, well, there's one part where Devin Storm hits. I think it's Devon with like a really shitty chair shot. Just like a he pushes the chair at him. And then Joey Styles is like, well, there's that WCW influence. Catch it up. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, Devon's throwing some gnarly chair shots at both guys. No protection. Just CTE after CTE on uh, both Damien and Devin. And then uh, he proceeds to hit his own partner. Hits, he hits his own brother, Bubba. And then he hits the ref with the chair. He just likes, he didn't care who he's hitting. He's, he's uh, no discrimination. On Look, I got chair. this chair and I'm from the south side, but that means I got to hit motherfuckers with it is what it means. So that's what I'm going to do. Right. A little Michael Hayes, a little Jim Ross, a little. <laughs> I throw it all together. That sounds like the north side of Dudleyville, I think, is what your accent's coming from. I know. I'm sorry. I'll work on it. <laughs> you got to, man. You got to. But yeah, he hits the ref, and then it's a DQ, which I guess a chair shot to the ref merits that, but it's extreme. What? Right. If you can't hit a ref, what can you do, right? <laughs> right. I mean, we're extreme, aren't we? Goddamn. That's, I mean, and Bubba and Devon, they, they're pissed at each other. I guess Bubba's pissed that he got him DQ'd, and... Devon's mad that he cares. So they like Bubba and Devon have a pull apart. And obviously they come together as like the main Dudley's team. So I'm curious as to how this like progresses. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Did Bubba steal Devon's girlfriend or like, they, I don't understand why he's mad at him. But it just didn't make any sense. 
I think Devon's just a uh, an ornery fella, and Bubba's a little little challenged. So uh, this is a recipe for disaster, I think. It really is. It really is. I forgot about the whole special needs Bubba Ray Dudley and how he used to stutter and shit. He did that even mm. when he first came into WWE. I believe he was even doing the stutter. Yes. It's amazing how he just got cured of that, you know? I guess if you hit yourself in the head and get yourself hit in the head with a chair enough times, they'll just start talking. <laughs> is that? Yeah. So any any people with special needs or if you have loved ones with special needs, just go ahead and hit them with the chair a couple times. <laughs> I, I had a stutter until I was six. My mom ate with the chair. I'm solved. It's like getting your uh, TV to work. You just hit yeah. it on the side a little bit. Wham! Yep. Exactly. Bang, bang, boom. <laughs> well, the hits just keep on coming. We have another tag team match. We got the team of Axel Rotten and the Shaw, Hack Myers. Take it on the FBI, the full-blooded Italians. Team of JT Smith and Little Guido. So this is a, a newly formed FBI. This might actually be the first time they were referred to as the FBI. Uh, I could be wrong there, but man, they got some heat, huh? There's only two of them so far, but I feel like I understand why it would evolve over time. Would you be a big FBI guy? I, I mean, I remember the FBI when they had Tracy Smothers in the FBI, and I always thought that that was hilarious that Tracy Smothers right. would be in the FBI. But I'm not familiar with J.T. Smith. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle before, and I wasn't even aware that he was ever a member of the Full-Blooded Italian. So I also got to mm. say that Hack Myers and Axel, and Axel Rotten might qualify for the ugliest tag team in the history. <laughs> it's not good. Not handsome men. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, a lot of skid marks on that team, mm. I would say. Nothing, but this should be the team name is Skidmark. Oh, that's good. I don't hate that. That's not bad. <laughs> if they weren't uh, both dead, maybe they could do that. But, oh, uh, you know, I didn't know Hack Myers was dead, but I assumed. Man, I'm sorry. Did that ruin your evening? I did. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight knowing that Hack Myers is no longer living. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. Sorry to hear. But <laughs> Hack, oh, Hack lives through all Hack of us. Uh, but yeah, so the F, it's not much of a match. It's more just, you know, FBI. It is more serving to kind of further the FBI. Uh, Guido and JT Smith, they, they leave before the match even starts. And then they get to the, like the end of the aisle. And then they're both like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do this real quick. And then we'll go rent Rocky because <laughs> they're Italian. Cause he's, a, he's Italian. They're Italian. They, they like Italians. They love Rocky. Yeah. So uh, JT gets in the ring, grabs the mic, and uh, by golly, I couldn't understand one word he said. Did you make out anything of his uh, no. promo here? No, it sounded like a whole bunch of nonsense. He, he kept picking at his hair, too. Like he had an afro or something to do with it, but he didn't right. really have much hair. So I just didn't understand why. He's like, well, I'm Italian. I got to have a comb. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't get it. There's so much that is confusing about JT Smith. Uh, then he was outside the but, ring, like arguing with fans, and like he tried to slap one of them. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, they don't care in ECW. Just go out there and slap some fans. It's fine. Mm. Well, maybe it's because they're chanting that he has a boner. Mm. Uh, which, uh, but then the J- JT does grab the mic after that. He's like, Yeah, hey, it's pretty spectacular, huh? <laughs> it's the only thing hey, I've heard. Hey, we'll pizza. It. Come on, Mario. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hack. Goes for his shitty little finisher, which I call the hack attack. I don't know what he calls it, but uh, it's like a top it rope face buster. Miss opportunity. It should have been the hack attack. Yeah. Well, he goes for it on Guido, but JT Smith shoves hack off and Guido rolls him up. 
JT Smith holds him for extra leverage and the FBI gets the win. So uh, cheeky little win. And then I guess now they're going to go uh, watch some uh, some Apollo Creed and et cetera. So, yeah. Yippee, skippy. My note, my last note from this match was I didn't think it could get any worse, but then they showed me this match. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so I I looked at the card before I watched the show and there was a match that wasn't on the uh, at least not the Peacock version. I don't know if it was on another version or what. Uh, it was Taz versus Beef Wellington. Oh, God. You know what? I did see that on the match listing, and then I completely forgot about it when I didn't see it. I was. This is the match I was most stoked for is to see this Beef Wellington character and to uh, see what he could do. But it was unfortunately omitted. I guess maybe it wasn't uh, wasn't great. huh? It wasn't Beef Wellington, I guess. So I like looked up Beef <laughs> Wellington to get like some context on him. And I guess he was like mm-hmm. a, a tag team partner. Chris Benoit was for a while in Canada. Wow, um, he was a Canadian man, and then ironically, him and Chris Benoit like died on the same day, by totally no different. Shit. I mean, that guy didn't kill his family or anything, but I think yeah, they died on the same day. Oh, wow, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, rest in peace, Beef Wellington. I guess. Yeah. Um, which I think is also like a dish you can get at a nice restaurant. You can go order your nice Beef Wellington. Yeah, I was gonna look that up. I know it's it's definitely a dish. I think it's a yeah. I think it's a fancy. Uh, I think my wife was watching like Restaurant Impossible, and Gordon Ramsay was screaming at people because they weren't making them right or something. I right. Remember, the first Google result is what is so special about Beef Wellington? Okay. <laughs> is that is that how people are asking? It's, That's it. It's a decadent meat with an amazing in all caps presentation. It's a thick, juicy beef tenderloin, special Dukesells and prosciutto all wrapped up in a pastry shell. Suck me off. That sounds tasty. It does. It does sound fucking delicious. You know what else is delicious? It's the ECW world title. Mm. And that's what we got on the line. Just slapped in the middle of the show. ECW world. It's probably like the intermission made of that or whatever. but, um, But we got the champion, Raven. It's a three-way, so he's defending against the Sandman and Pitbull number two. Pitbull bald. Getting a world title shot here. Oh, yeah, he is bald, isn't he? He's bald motherfucker. <laughs> uh, this is so... I I was very perplexed when I saw this on the card. I was like, why is Pit... Why, why are the Pitbulls in the world title scene? More importantly, why is it number two? I feel like he's the shittier of the two, but... My this match kind of turned me on him a little bit because I thought he, his performance here was actually kind of he was goosed up pitbull oh. he was uh, he was loving life out there he but, was uh, feeling good that's for sure well I guess so the build up here is kind of a build up so the pitbulls were going to be in the main event in the six way brawl whatever but they got attacked by the eliminators in between the shows. And they were sent to the hospital. Pitbull number one's out there in a sling. But Pitbull number two, I guess, is fine. He has like a bandage around his head. So he's probably just a little concussed. Yeah, no, no bother. Everybody is. <laughs> just slap some con- tape on there. <laughs> yeah. Who isn't concussed in the locker room? Nobody, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, a lot of people ringside. We got Raven. He has his uh, nest or his flock. I don't know what he's calling it at this point. We got uh, the heart attack kid. Blue Meanie 
and Big Daddy Fool, Stevie Richards. I guess, I guess at this point, Shawn Michaels is in Playgirl, or he's like about to be in Playgirl. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, do you ever, do you ever get that copy of Playgirl? I absolutely I have it framed. I bet. Yeah, I bet it's like right above your screen, right? I have. I've had a prescription. A prescription. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! No, that was right. I'm going with it. I've had a prescription of that magazine since I was 18. <laughs> right into your veins, right? That's right, right here. Through your anus. So, uh, <laughs> so we got them. We got Sandman's out there with Missy Hyatt, and uh, I think is too cold Scorpio. I think he is, right? Yeah, he was. There was a lot of. Mo- I thought it was a lumberjack match at first. Pitbull number oh, one's out there, of course. Uh, Francine's out there with the Pitbulls. Yeah, it is a lumberjack match type of type of deal here. But uh, that being said, all the shenanigans. I I was very surprised by this match. I I, re- I thought it had a really good start and a really good finish. The middle kind of dragged a little bit. I think it's like they took a break or something. But uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed this for what it was. What about you? I agree with you. The the pre-match shenanigans where, you know, Blue Meanie and Steve Richard are stripping down to their underwear uh, just kept getting weirder and weirder. And then Francine came out and I turned into Ron Simmons and went, damn. And then yeah. uh, and then Missy Hyatt being in ECW was very strange for me. And then I was just thinking, oh, my God, can we start the fucking match already? <laughs> Let's just start the match. But once it got started, though, it was a whole lot of fun to watch. I mean, same man was cracking people with the kendo stick. It's always crazy yeah. to see him flying all over the place, just swinging that kendo stick like Dude. a maniac. Yeah, <laughs> I love how he just never puts it down. Like everything he does, he's just he'll Irish whip his opponent, but he just still has his cane in his hand. It's yeah. just a part of his every 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 movie does. It's a buddy swings a good cane. So He'll jump off the top rope, swing the cane, jump over the top rope, swing the cane. It's just crazy. Dude, the plancha he does with the cane in his hand, he like hurdles the top rope and hits the guy coming down. It's, it's incredible. A worker in American flag pants did that. He just <laughs> a cigarette and fucking chugged six cores. Cores. I mean, co- yeah, cores before he came out here. And he just. Yes. Insane. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> and then. Uh, but yeah, Pitbull, I mean, Pitbull felt like a monster in this match. There, there was one point like the, the match starts with a three way collar and elbow tie up, which is hilarious. Uh, Pitbull just shoves them both down and then Raven and Sandman take turns hitting Pitbull with chairs and kendo sticks, but he won't go down. Um, but then yeah, Pitbull just like throws them both over the top rope. He like lays Raven on the barricade and does the old RVD leg drop deal off the apron. I mean, he's just sprinting around the ring, just knocking the shit out of people. Um, but then he gets disposed of at some point. And then, but yeah, um, try to, like there's so much to happen in this match. Oh, he tried to do a, um, a super bomb because their double team move, the pit bulls, the super bomb. But I guess he his, the idea was he was going to put somebody, he like laid a table on the top rope in the corner. Mm. And I guess he was going to power bomb a guy off the table, but the table just fell. And then he did like a back suplex on the sand, but he dropped Sam around his head. So it felt like it was more devastating. Yeah. When he set that table up on the, on the top rope too, I said, come on, buddy, you know, that's not going to happen. Stop it. You know, you're doing too much. You did too many lines. You know, that's not going to happen. He was feeling good, man. He was invincible. This pitbull number two, like the fucking ultimate warrior. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then Sandman's like you say, he's flying all over the place with the kendo stick. 
he like fucks his knee up. I think I don't know if that was real or not, but it looked like he like he like tried to do like a leg. He didn't know if he wanted to do a leg drop or an elbow, so he did both kind of. I think he like fucked his knee up. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. He looked like he like like tore, definitely tore something in his knee, but then he looked like he was fine. But at first when I saw, I was like, "Fuck, I don't even know if he's gonna be able to walk again." Because people's legs aren't supposed to bend like that, and he doesn't look like no. a very athletic man that like does a lot of stretching before he comes out here. So I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't just tear his whole left side apart. You don't think he's backstage with a lacrosse ball in his hip and doing the bands, pull aparts, push ups. Yeah, while he's smoking a cigarette, <laughs> doing a beer bong. <laughs> yeah, all that at the same time. Um, but he recovers eventually somehow. He hits a double low blow somehow with a cane. Um Raven then helps Pitbull do the super bomb on the Sandman. But then he like loads his boot up, I think. Is that a thing where you like stomp the mat and it loads your boot? You're, you're big into the old school wrestling. Is that a thing? Yeah. So I guess it was like a thing where you had something in your boot and you had to like stomp it to get it to the front of your boot. And that's why they would stomp it. Um, but I was like super confused when they were like, he loaded up his boot because I thought they were like, he said he put something on his boot or something like that. Just because. Right. Like I'm, I'm used to seeing that in like the L, the early 80s, the late 80s wrestling, early like Iron Sheik. Yeah, the Iron Sheik. So seeing in 96, I'm like, what the fuck do they mean? A loaded boot. I was fucking confused. Well, Raven is just recently recovered from the gout. So maybe now it's a superpower. Maybe now he has like a titanium foot. I mean, read, read, a, read a comic book. It happens all the time. You get a weird disease and then all of a sudden you have a superpower. I mean, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, Lex Luger, right? You just that's get a right. Warm. Baked potato face, Lex Luger. <laughs> Uh, speaking of potatoes, we got a cat fight on our hands. I don't know. There's like 50 women out there. They all smash clams and pull each other's hair out. Yeah. The beanie, babe, the beanie, the, the meanie babe. I'm sorry. The (laughs) meanie babe was out here. Yeah. Miss Patricia. I believe her name was good. With uh, some blue meanies dame, I guess. It looked like they just found her. Like they were eating at Burger King and she was there too. And they're like, Hey, you want to come to wrestling tonight? They're like, Oh yeah, we need a manager. She's like, sure. Cool. Yeah, cool. need some or, drug money. Why not? Or maybe she was an exotic dancer. I don't know. They're not mutually exclusive, you know. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> um, but yeah, towards the end here, I mean, there was like, like with Sandman matches, you know, it's kind of just whatever. But I felt like there was like some pretty good drama here at the end. Like Sandman's rolling up Raven, really close two counts. The crowd's really into it. It's a DDT on the Raven for a two count. I mean, the crowd was like really seemed like they really wanted Sandman to win this. But um, Stevie Stevie comes in, tries to super kick the Sandman or sorry, tries to Stevie kick Sandman, but accidentally hits Raven. And then uh, I think Sandman pins him after that. And I was like, oh, even me, I was like, shit, is Sandman about to win here? But it was a two count. Um, I mean, Probably the biggest pop I've heard for, for like a wrestling match in ECW so far. Yeah. Uh, Sandman then is pissed off. So he grabs a piece of the barricade, rips it off, throws it in the ring. I'm telling you, this this alcohol strength is something else, man. Good Lord. Yeah. He, he Once he gets two or three Budweiser's in him, he's like the whole. <laughs> jumping around, swinging kendo sticks, throwing guardrails. Dude, Jesus. he's a superhero, man. <laughs> Uh, Raven sets this barricade up against the ropes and they smash each other. They take turns smashing each other against the barricade and ultimately Raven DDT Sandman onto the barricade and that gets the win. So uh, Raven retains 
but I think uh, Sandman and Pitbull both showed out here. So I, I had a good time watching this one. Yeah, really fun match. Uh, the fans were going nuts for like every little move, especially at the end. They started to get uh, super into the match. The ECW yeah. is, is good. This show was really good because it does have the nonsense, but it also did have like good storytelling and yes. wrestling involved with the nonsense. Uh, so I thought that was really good. And then we got into a little more nonsense after the match. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> so so Raven wins. He's out of there. Sandman and Pitbull. Because the show's called A Matter of Respect. So I guess that was like the theme. Like every match had like a, some sort of like handshake or whatever the hell. Yeah. So Pitbull number two offers Sandman a beer, but I guess it wasn't the brand that <laughs> Sandman wanted. So he like chucked it into the crowd. And Pitbull, he got another one. And I guess Sandman was fine with this one. He drinks it. Like he drinks like half of it. And then he throws the rest of it at Pitbull. But I guess that's like a sign of like respect or whatever it was like ah, um, come in, on, here's a beer in nebraska if you are at a tailgate on a game day saturday it is custom customary to throw beer on your friends really just line drive it at their chest and it's like ah just a couple of go askers <laughs> yeah you can't see straight by 12 30 so it doesn't matter you guys don't have a lot to do in nebraska so i don't blame you no no you we don't <laughs> find entertainment somehow uh but the crowd again the crowd's eating this up they're chanting ecw and just guys throwing beer at each other and uh oh and sandman offers pitbull missy so he gives missy to pitbull and then pitbull and missy make out furthering i mean sandman is just the cuck among cucks i mean every it seems like every show missy's like making out with somebody in front of him but uh not judging here never gonna kink shame well and also you know it is missy hyatt village bicycle everyone's had a ride yeah a little uh i saw a recent picture of missy hyatt yeah, it's not good. I talk about this on my show whenever I see her, but you know she's really into she's big into civil war reenactments. Oh, what? Yeah, she likes Why? to go to civil. <laughs> I don't know, but she likes to to go to civil war reenactments. She just plays the dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, why not? <laughs> I guess. Gotta she's do probably something. half plastic by now, anyway. Oh, well, it's it's melted plastic. If anything. <laughs> well, Francine here. So Missy and Pitbull are making out and Francine's like, hey, those are my Pitbulls. So Francine and Missy fight. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thoughts. My, my favorite part was at the end of it. Joey Styles goes, and thank heavens, this ep ugly episode is over. You're not wrong there, Joseph. You're not wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a weird one here. We got Mikey Whipwreck versus Chris Jericho. So I don't know how much of Chris Jericho's ECW run you've seen. I don't think he was there very long, but from what I've seen, it's not very good. So <laughs> maybe that's why he wasn't there long. But do this. Thing. So the crowd is shitting all over this match. I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't particularly good. Like it was pretty boring for the most part. But there's there's some this match sucks chance. There's a these guys suck. There's an end this match. <laughs> it's pretty fucking brutal. I don't know. What did, did you think? Maybe the crowd just didn't like Jericho. What was the deal here? Maybe they did. Yeah, maybe they just didn't like Jericho. Because, I mean, for the most part, Mikey Whitbrook is pretty over the ECW crowd. I mean, the underdog yeah. thing. They were talking about how he's won all the championships in ECW. So, yeah, maybe they just didn't like Jericho and his stupid blonde hair. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was too pretty. Too. Maybe they knew what Chris Jericho would become, and so they already hated him. What has he become? I don't know. 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 I don
lyrics. Um, Please don't sing that goddamn song. I hate that fucking song. I saw Chris Jericho live pretty recently. Fozzie. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers, pal. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it was. It was a time. That's for sure. Well, if you um, like Fozzie, more power to you. <laughs> I, I like watching Jericho and his glittery jacket run around the right. stage and point I, at people. I mean, if I took some edibles and went and did that, that would be hilarious. I think so. It was. See, it was a Monday. I didn't. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird situation. Oh well, you can take edibles on a Monday. No big deal. I guess why not, right? I did last Monday. How do you think I watched Monday <laughs> Night Raw? <laughs> yeah, no, you you make a good point there, pal. Uh, as far as the match goes, I mean, there's you know counters and spring every once in a while they'll like try to really rev it up to get the crowd into it but the crowd just isn't like jericho like throws mikey into the crowd and like buries him in chairs but then he hits him like once with a chair and then walks away so that's like i don't know maybe he just didn't fit with ecw yeah i feel like like they did the only reason why they went out of the ring and started doing that shit is because they thought that that's how they were going to get the crowd on their side but it didn't work so it just didn't no. matter i did like mikey whipwreck shirt that he was wearing that was a really cool shirt yeah, I fucking hate Mikey's shirts. They st- they're like they're not t- I guess tie-dye maybe. I don't know. It's yeah, like so tie-dye is just they just have a bunch of weird shit all over them. It's like if a kill switch engage cover was a shirt, you know? Yeah. Like a I don't know, just any metal album. It's just a bunch of vomit of colors and it's just this is like a really big shirt and he has like I don't know. It's like, it's like easy on it. <laughs> And it's my thing with him is like he's leaning into like the underdog plucky guy, just a normal, regular guy. But he's like a Grand Slam champion at this point in ECW. It's like at what point can you just like be a wrestler, like get some tights and some elbow pads? I don't know. Right. Stop looking like you actually put the ring together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, this match kind of kicks in towards the end. Jericho hits a lion salt for a two count. Um, a pretty nice tiger suplex for a two count. They counter some roll up some pretty good near falls but uh, ultimately jericho wins with a top rope double arm suplex just pretty nice and so jericho gets the win and i think the crowd was just happy that it was over it was funny like every like two count in this match it would be like silent during the count and then when they kicked out it was like oh what are come on <laughs> maybe they just knew what the next match was going to be and they were like yeah we'll get these fucking guys out of here so we can watch some decent stuff yeah well we do get some decent stuff here. We got a uh, we got an ECW TV title match on our hands here. We got the champion, Two Cold Scorpio, versus the franchise Shane Douglas. So uh, at this point, I mean Scorpio's got like the monopoly on that TV title. He's held it for like nine months at this point, and I think even then he like lost it for a week. And had it like eight or nine months before that. So he's, he's had it for a long time. Yeah, I think they said he lost it to Mikey Whipwreck for like a week. And then he yeah. went back. Yeah. So, um, and then Shane Douglas at the last show, Shane Douglas, he lost a world title match. And he was cutting a promo. And so at some point he mentioned it. Like that was the only title that meant anything in this company. And obviously the TV champion felt disrespected by that. And they had a little scuffle at the end of the show at the last show. So. That's what brings us here. But uh, a, a fun back and forth match, man. I mean, it was just like it was funny. Like the beginning, it was like very chain wrestling heavy in it. But the crowd was like super into it. So it was like, why did they love this match? But not the last one. But I guess maybe it's just the characters and there's this more relatable, more invested in the characters, probably. But 
Yeah, um, I mean Shane Shane Douglas obviously went to WWE for like six months, but besides that, he's like a stalwart there, and so is Too Cool Scorpio at this point. So it, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. Like even when you watch like the the Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero matches from ECW, the fans are really into that Matt wrestling too. So mm-hmm. while they are bloodthirsty, you know, sort of different fans, they do appreciate good wrestling when they do see it. So you got to give them that. Yeah. Yeah, and like how this match started, I was expecting like a like a pure technical match, but they did eventually bring in like all the extreme elements. At one point, I think, um, yeah, Douglas powerbomb Scorpio on the concrete floor, which looked brutal. Uh, chairs get involved, some crowd fighting, I believe. But yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed this match. What do you think about it? I think this was probably my favorite match on the show. Uh, it just had everything. Yeah. It had everything you want in a wrestling match. It had mat wrestling. It had extreme shit. It had good storytelling, uh, good back and forth. I thought for sure when they announced the time limit was about to be up, I'm like, oh, well, this is definitely going to go to a time limit draw. Yeah. Just because Douglas was talking so much about how he didn't want to be the TV champion. So, And it seemed to me, too, like he was trying to get to Cold Scorpio counted out so that he could win the match but not win the title because he kept right. trying to get him counted out. Um, and then Shane Douglas found a cooler in the crowd, which I thought was great. And then uh, he found some soft drinks he didn't like and then found a bottle of water and hit two cold Scorpio in the head with it. Uh, but yeah, right. this was awesome. This was a really awesome match. If you were going to go back and watch one match off of this show, this would be the one. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, I was with you when they said it was like five minutes remaining or whatever the hell. I was like, oh, well, I feel like they never do that if it's not a draw. But uh, yeah, I guess ECW exactly. don't get a lot of long matches. So I think that's something that they need to bring back into modern wrestling is put time limits on things because that just adds another element to the match mm-hmm. and another finish to the match. So I think they should do that more often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got some chair stuff. There's one point where Douglas pulls a Sabu and runs up a chair, drop kicks Scorpion off the top rope, like onto the timekeeper's table. Um, Scorpio obviously busting out the high fly and one of the most beautiful 450 splashes I've ever seen in my life. But uh, as per what he always does this, he'll hit like a huge move off the top rope. He'll act like he's going to pin the guy and then he doesn't. But uh, that ends up biting him in this one because he does that. He does a moonsault for a two count, but he gets off of him. Um, and then towards the end, Scorpio goes for one more move off the top rope. But Shane hits a belly to belly off the top, pins him, gets the win. We got a new TV champion in Shane Douglas. And uh, after the match, because remember, it's a matter of respect, folks. So uh, hammering that home here, Shane grabs some mic and he, he gives Scorpio his props. Says basically says he's like one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. The best ECW TV champion of all time. They shake hands and then uh, so Shane gives him his props. But then Shane's like, hey, Scorpio, show everybody how much you respect me by strapping this belt around my waist. And then Scorpio grabs the belt. He's about to strap it in. Then a belt shot to the back of the head of Shane Douglas hits him with a gnarly, gnarly looking reverse tombstone pile driver type deal. Uh, puts a chair on his face and leg drops him off the top on the chair. Brutal, brutal beatdown. And the belt, and, too. He put the belt over his face, too. He put the belt yes. over his face and then the chair, yeah. We're gonna put some stank on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Scorpio. So, we're obviously, it looks, seems like we're setting up for a rematch or some sort of program between these two. So, in addition to the great match, we got a good angle at the end of it. 
and I'm pretty interested in this TV title scene. So yeah, all around, I thought this was awesome. I'd like to see a um, not that I'm gonna watch anymore after this, even though I probably should. <laughs> a, like a two out of three falls match between them next. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That would be fun to watch. This is, nice. this is a really great match. It made me want to actually watch some more ECW. The last three matches on the show, well, the main event's not really my cup of tea, but the la- those three yeah. matches that we're talking about now, it kind of made me want to, maybe I'll fast forward through some, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Hack Myers type stuff you could always fast forward through. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to your point, I mean, there's three matches on this card that you can argue are match of the night. And the the third of those three matches is a respect match. We got Sabu versus Rob Van Dam. So uh, so Rob RVD is still very new to ECW. This is only like I don't know his third or fourth match, but he had a match against Sabu at the last show where uh, did Sabu win? Yeah, Sabu won. And then the, Sabu offered his hand at the end of the match, and then RVD like kicked it out of the way and walked away. So I guess this is a match here to kind of try to force respect into RVD, but it's not really how it played out. But that being said, loved this match. I thought this was even better than their, their previous one they had. Um, and a, a lot of this match is them countering each other, especially like the big moves, and that kind of plays off of moves they were hit with in their previous match. So I like how they built off of that, but uh, really fast start here. And then just a lot of innovative stuff in this match. Um, but yeah, I don't know. what do you think about this one? Yeah, no, really great match. Lots of back and forth stuff. I mean, really cool stuff that you like. I, you, at that time, you'd never seen anything like that. Like he, no. there was at one point where he takes the chair and he's got Rob Van Dam and his Rob Van Dam's head's like on the chair and he's got him laid across oh. the little rope. And then he jumped off the top rope and did a leg drop uh, down onto Van Dam's head. And that just looked like, I don't know how Van Dam wasn't paralyzed after that. Dude, that that was very brutal crazy there's so little margin for error there but yeah that was one of the more brutal spots of the match for sure yeah and i think Um, that like sabu gets like like pegged as being like this hardcore fire and barbed wire and shit not that he isn't but he also can do some really good wrestling matches it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be nonsense and barbed wire and all that shit and that's kind of like what he's pegged at but he's also a really good wrestler yeah i mean that's obviously his forte but dude he's like Dude, he does a triple jump moonsault in this match. That is the most <laughs> beautiful. Like, cause he like normally he'll like run up the chair and then like step onto the top rope and then moonsault back. He like leaps off the chair, lands both feet on the ropes perfectly, and then springboards like three quarters of the way around the, across the ring. It's just like this dude has like no fear, <laughs> but he like nailed it perfectly. So yeah, Sabu. I mean, walking down the street, and you you told somebody that he could do shit like that, they'd be like, "No fucking way, no fucking way." That's like a bum. (laughs) He busts out like he does like a springboard into a DDT, but he like jumps up to the top rope and just like kind of stands, like he balances on the top rope and waits for RVD, and then he jumps and hits him. So it's like he's busting out some crazy stuff, and uh, RVD, of course. And it's funny because, like I said, he's RVD is still pretty new to the mainstream scene here. So it's funny watching the crowd being like such all of his off, like the rolling thunder, even though it was like a rolling splash kind of version yeah. of it. The crowd was like, holy shit, what the hell was that? Even that nowadays, it's like, oh, it's another rolling thunder kind of thing. That's but, every ma- Yeah, but back then, like your head fucking exploded when you saw. Yeah, like dude, all like the martial arts kicks and the. Uh, it would just be like casually just, you know, 
instead of pinning the guy, he would like spring off the first rope into a splash. So it was like really just like everything was just like a little different in this match, but I thought it was really good. Um, just like it's so much happening in this yeah, match. I don't even know where to begin. The same spot where Sabu puts the table in the crowd, and then he he you know gets up and, and yeah, from he does <laughs> off the chair, off the rope, and then a splash into the crowd onto the table, which was pretty fucking crazy. And uh, RVD had a couple of like top rope like brain busters yes. on Sabu that looked really stiff. Yeah, this match was fucking incredible. It really was. The fact that both guys walked out when like Sabu like barely walked out. But uh, yeah, some really sick brain busters, like you said, by RVD. Um, he hits a Tower of London, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's like a cutter. It's like a hanging cutter off the top rope, basically. But RVD, because RVD always takes these really sick bumps when it's like DDTs or whatever. He just like folds like Gumby. It just looked like he snapped his neck in half. Um, split leg and moonsault. Yeah, that's what gets the wins. U- ultimately, after all of this, a lot of fighting in the crowd, some chairs, some running up chairs type offense. Ultimately, a split leg moonsault from RBD gets the win, which is also pretty interesting that he hasn't adopted the uh, frog splash yet. But uh, RBD gets the win here, which brings these guys to one and one. So I assume we'll get a rubber match at some point. Well, I know they ha- I think they have like a bunch of matches in the future, but um, but it's a respect match. So the stipulation is that. I guess both guys must shake each other's hands after, I don't know. But Sabu's like, he grabs a mic, which was bizarre just already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anytime, anytime he's going to start talking, you're like, huh? Well, he didn't say, I, I, I don't know. I expected more like an accent. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I know what Sabu sounds like, honestly. But uh, He's just the guy from Detroit. But yeah, you would expect him to have some sort of an accent. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Sabu grabs a mic and he's like, respect towards RVD. So he puts out his hand. <laughs> Rob's like, not only do I not respect you, but you're a piece of shit. It's like, damn, what the, what the fuck? What did Sabu do to him? <laughs> like, goddamn, Rob. And like, uh, Paul Haven was out there too because he had, he like, because originally Sabu left and then he right. comes back and they call Rob Van Dam out. And even when he's, when Rob Van Dam said that, Paul Haven's like, well, what the hell, man? <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming either. He was like, I don't respect you. No, that you're a piece of shit. I was like, oh, <laughs> jerry springer shit like you just beat him like i don't know just maybe leave out the piece of shit line i don't know right i get being like i don't respect you in leaving you didn't have to call him a piece of shit that was over the line well apparently rob is a piece of shit because bill alfonso for i don't know why bill alfonso was there but bill alfonso's ringside rob goes over to him shakes his hand says hey now this guy i respect this guy so i guess they're I know RVD and Bill Alfonso would eventually link up, but I guess this is kind of the start of that here. Um, even though he's still with Taz and all that. And by the Taz is also out there staring down Sabu, so they're still building to that eventual match. But they build that for a while, don't they? Yeah, I think it's like a year, isn't it? Before they eventually have a match. Yeah, uh, so like we do the show where we review 1997 WWE and... Um... Mm-hmm. They, 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 we just watched the ECW invasion shit and they're pushing that match then. And that was like February of 97. So yeah, so wow. like really building that thing. Yeah. Um, so that happens and then Sabu is <laughs> crippled. So he just like crumples in the ring and the medics put him on a backboard and yeah. So 
yeah, just crazy stuff there. But it was everything was entertaining about this, both the match, the aftermath and uh, sets up a future match. So it's like all, all these things are like really building up BCW for me. So I enjoyed that. Uh, but so a theme with ECW, at least in this era, you have like your matches and then there's like almost it feels like the post show It's just a bunch of nonsense. And like it's the main event, quote unquote, was like uh, it's more for the crowd. I guess mm-hmm. this is one of those matches. We got a six man tag. We got the team of primetime Brian Lee and the Eliminators versus the team of Tommy Dreamer and the Gangsters. So uh, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but this match was, it was supposed to be the Pitbulls with Tommy Dreamer and it was supposed to be uh, the Bruise Brothers with Brian Lee, who are the uh, Blue Brothers, the DOA, oh, et cetera, Paris yeah, yeah. Brothers. Jacob and Eli Blue. But then Joey Styles said that they're suspended, and I couldn't remember if that was an angle they did or if that's like <laughs> legit. But what would uh, one have to do to get suspended from extreme championship wrestling? Murder? So Tommy got his balls crushed with a cinder block at the last show. Oh, uh, maybe that plays into it, but maybe I guess Tommy's going to be suspended with that logic, right? I was going to say, I thought was <laughs> didn't we see a cinder block nut shot in this match? Yeah, a little, a little, uh, little, little, what's uh, good for the goose? What's the saying? Good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't know if that's how you use that saying, but uh, that's what we're we saying here. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the pit bulls got attacked, but I guess pit bull number two was OK enough to fight in the world title. I, I don't know. It's a whole thing. But uh, so that's how we got here. And the, the, he the was pit, okay or, because he had the power of cocaine. Sorry. Right. I forgot about that. Thank you. Uh, and the gangsters and the eliminators, the eliminators, by the way, are the tag team champions at this point. And the gangsters want those titles. So they've been feuding. Um, they brawled for like a fucking half hour at the last show. They didn't even have a match. They just fucking bumbled all over the arena. But now they're doing the same thing. But now it's a match. So. Uh, I mean, honestly, as far as these like six man, just kind of schmozzy <laughs> kind of matches, it wasn't the worst I've seen. Um, it wasn't too long, I guess it was probably longer than it should have been, but this fighting all over the arena. I think it's like a carton of eggs get thrown in the ring at some point. Yeah, because Tommy Dreamer like takes the eggs and like cracks it in his mouth and then he spits it all over the place and. <laughs> There was shit flying everywhere. There was people flying everywhere. I don't know what the fuck was going on. There was I was flying <laughs> everywhere somehow. It was nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but Tommy Dreamer, by the way, when he comes out, him and the gangsters come out. Tommy has a trash can just full of shit. Just everything. The, the ring is trashed immediately. Um, among all of this, Cronus busts out a handspring moonsault over the top rope which was incredible looking. I didn't see that coming because he's like a bigger dude. He's um, like a 300 pounder at least. Yeah, I think he starts to slim down and later in their run, but he's yeah, mm-hmm. he's a big guy at this point. And so to watch him do that was pretty goddamn impressive for a man his size. Yeah, for sure. Any other spots in this one uh, catch your eye? Um, I saw that they were fighting toward the stage area that they sometimes fight towards mm-hmm. and they went by a woman's restroom and I bet that never has a line. There's never a line <laughs> at a women's restroom at the ECW arena. Yeah, that's how it was at uh because I went to WrestleMania this past year and boy howdy was was there no line ever <laughs> for the women's bathroom. <laughs> it's like when a man I went to one time with my wife to a Carrie Underwood concert and there was a long line at the women's bathroom, but there was not much at the um uh, the men's and don't look at me like that. I had 
Carrie Underwood, is she still around? She's still around, and I just got to say, she was looking mighty fine that night. I just—I bet. At least I got to look at her, so that's fine. That's fine. And you're you're a Carrie Underwood mark. It was actually a really good show. I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I I like country music, and I'm also like a big Taylor Swift fan. So like that kind of music does speak to me. So it speaks to you. It speaks to me. Like when your boyfriend broke up with you, and it, her, her songs just bring that all back to you, right? Yep. I I listen to it while I read my Playgirl magazine. <laughs> <laughs> It's all fallen into place here. Uh, but yeah, they do fight to the stage at some point. I think Brian Lee suplexes Tommy through a table on the stage and then just like chucks him off the stage. It'll look pretty fun. Oh, I think uh, Mustafa hit somebody with a fucking Transformer toy. So that was cool. I was trying to figure out what that was. Was that was it a Optimus Prime uh, kind of deal? Like a, it looked like either um, a Transformer or did you ever see the movie Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's been a while. He's trying to get the kid the Turbo Man. I need the Turbo Man. The Turbo Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good, Arnold. So it's it's a toothless Arnold. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it might have been a Turbo Man. I'm not sure. Well, we'll uh, we'll review the tape, and we'll uh, I'll get back to you on that frame by frame. Uh, at some point, <laughs> Stevie's out here. He's still in his underoos from earlier. He uh, super kicks Tommy. Sorry. <clears throat> he Stevie kicks Tommy as he's trying to pile drive primetime Brian Lee. But then uh, Beulah and Kimona are out there who are both. I guess they're in a thruple with Tommy Dreamer at this point. Uh, they grab Stevie Richards by the dick and pull him to the back, which mm. sounds hot, I guess. Uh, there's worse things, I suppose. Then uh, speaking of dicks, we got Brian Lee's dick being assaulted here again because he did this to Tommy at the last show. So Tommy's getting his revenge here. <clears throat> he puts a cinder block on Brian Lee's cock and balls and then smashes a chair as hard as I've ever seen him swing a chair through the cinder block, through the dick of the Undertaker, the fake mm-hmm. Undertaker. And then I uh, got Saturn and then he. Comes in, pile drives Tommy Dreamer, but then Tommy fights back and eventually DDTs Saturn off the top rope through a table. New Jack comes flying off the top rope with a chair, hits Saturn on the ground, pins him, gets the win. So the gangsters beat the tag team champions here. So I can only assume we'll get a title match soon. But uh, like I said, it's 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 the whatever, satisfy the crowd kind of post come kind of feel into this but uh, as far as that goes it's like i said i've seen worse i mean i've seen a lot worse but <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's too much nonsense going on for me to, to even i can't even it's hard to even follow because there's guys everywhere and like there's only one camera and i don't know it's just hard to, it's even just hard to follow it's impossible to take notes on this i'll, I'll put it that way absolutely I still haven't figured out how to <laughs> yeah there's no in a match like that there's just no way to do it absolutely not just a lot of brouhaha, really. Yeah. But uh, that that brings matter of respect to a close. Uh, if you had to, if you have to, if you had to grade this show from S to F, what do you think you would give it? S to F. So S would be satisfactory, huh? I'm gonna well, give. Yeah. I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a solid C plus. Um, it was okay. good. It was good, but it wasn't great. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. It was good, but not great. Uh, it definitely made me interested to see like where the feuds go from this because some of it was fun and they did tell a lot of mm-hmm. good stories, but there was just so much nonsense that I think C plus is all I can do. Yeah, I, I might throw a B minus at it. Pretty much kind of just grading on a curve of 1996 because it's especially with ECW, it's a lot of dog shit. But like I said, this is one of their better shows for sure. Oh, fuck. Um, I can't, all of wrestling in 1996 wasn't very good. No, it's no. I think at this point, the best show so far that I've seen is WrestleMania, which that even is not great, but it's by WrestleMania far 12. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then that's not a, it's not it's not it's not terrible, but that's also not great. Yeah. But that's that's where we are in 96. But you would know that because uh, you cover a lot of that on your podcast. Uh, once again, Brent, once th- thank you for uh, making the time to watch some ECW. Come on, talk about it. Where can everybody find you in a work in progress? I am on Twitter and Instagram at AWI pod. We're on YouTube. Just search AWI pod wrestling. You'll find it. Um, we do uh, like watch along shows where we watch 1993 superstars episodes. And then we do stuff where we watch old WCW. Like right now we're watching battle bowl 1993, which is just a horrible Ooh. show. Uh, but that's <laughs> what we're looking for. And that show is to find bad wrestling, watch it and just make jokes and laugh. And then we do a 1997 review show of WWF called Warning to Attitude. And then we also do like a side show that's called A Cup of UK Heritage, where we're watching all the uh, Heritage Cup matches from NXT UK, um, which is all on YouTube or whatever podcast app you can uh, you got. So check us out there. What do you think your favorite Heritage Cup matches? Charlie Dempsey versus a kid. It wasn't for the cup or it wasn't uh-huh. even ever contend one to contenders match. It was just, they had had a feud going on and a kid sort of challenged uh, Charlie Dempsey to a uh, heritage cup match. And it was, it's literally one of the most brutal wrestling matches that I've ever seen. And if you haven't seen that match, I implore you to go out and watch it because it's really, really good. Man, it's a, it's a bit different than, uh, than ECW 96, but uh, a tad, I mean, the mat wrestling that was that we saw at the beginning of the two cold Shane Douglas match is a lot like an NXT UK Heritage Cup match. A lot of good mat wrestling. Yeah, but there's less of Stevie Richards' penis. Thank God. Once again, thank you to Brent from A Work in Progress for joining me on this show. ECW Matter of Respect 96. Always a good time with Brent. Like I said, go check out the A Work in Progress podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff, all of it in the description below. You like old school wrestling, which I imagine if you've made it to this point of the podcast, you probably do. <laughs> Go check them out. Um, do that. Follow me, of course. What else is there to do other than the, oh, hit that music, Bartholomew. WCW, ECW, WWF, who's the hardest promotion? Eric or Vince or Polly? I think we can agree, though, it's mostly shit. Okie dokie. What do we got here? All right, time to grade this show. If you've never listened to this or watched it before, I'll walk you through it. But first of all, let me just let you know that on YouTube, this will all be laid out. I'm sharing my screen. I've closed my porn tabs. We're walking our way through this visually, but I'll also talk you through this. But ultimately, what this is, is we are comparing the companies of WWF, WCW, and ECW 
um, on a show by show basis. So we're only factoring in everything that's happened up until this show, everything up until May 11th, 1996. What are we looking at? Well, we look at the pay-per-view quality. We look at the in-ring quality, the out-of-ring quality, as well as just the overall roster, star power, potential, things like that. So we'll work our way through it. But first of all, we got to give this show a grade. From a scale of S to F, of course, S being the best, F being the drizzling shits. So we got ECW Matter of Respect. Now, I would absolutely say this is one of, if not the best ECW show of the year. Now, with that in mind, let's see. ECW has got a lot of C's so far, D and F, a couple F's. Yeah, so they, they haven't had anything better than a C. I'm inclined to give this a B. I, th- I think, actually, I think B might be fair because... It's definitely better than all these C's I'm looking at. Hostile City Showdown, Massacre on Queens Boulevard. I mean, three really good matches on this show, plus some other angles and stuff like that. Just the way it was paced, I think it was a very solid show. So I'm going to throw a B at this. I'm going to throw a B at Matter of Respect. Now, what do we do with that? So now we look at each company, WWF, WCW, and ECW. And we look at which one has the best average grade among all of the shows they've had so far. Right now, WWF is still in the lead with a, uh, <clears throat> I guess you would call this a B, right? I don't know. They have, they have a four, <laughs> WCW has a two, ECW has a 2.5. So however that you know translates into letters. Point is, WWF is still in the lead there, but ECW is creeping up. Slowly but surely, but we'll bring it over to the overall scorecard portion of this. And like I said, WWF still in the lead in terms of pay-per-view average grade. So that doesn't change. So they get six points for that. Um, I should also mention, by the way, as of right now, the overall scores, WWF has 21, WCW has one, ECW has zero. So but lots can change and a lots will change over the course of the year. But we're not taking into account hindsight. We're only thinking of what's happened up to this point. So as of right now, the best pay-per-view WrestleMania 12, I believe that got an A. Where has this got to be? So just mathematically, WrestleMania 12 is still the best. Uh-uh. Um, Worst pay-per-view, WCW Super Brawl. Still nothing's changed. So they get negative one point and WWF gets... Two points for the best pay-per-view, WrestleMania 12. In-ring. All right. This is where things might get a little... um, Because right now, WWF is sweeping the the board, both good and bad. So right now, I'm tracking WWF as the best overall in-ring, which gives them four points. They have the best match currently, which is Sean versus Diesel at In Your House 7, which gives them two points. But they also have the worst match which is Ultimate Warrior and Gold Dust, also at In Your House 7. So ECW, I don't think there was any match here that I would consider worse than Ultimate Warrior and Gold Dust. However, best. Now, what do we think is the best match on this show? Probably RVD Sabu. Either RVD Sabu or Shane Douglas and um, Too Cold Scorpio. I wouldn't put Douglas and Scorpio above Sean and Diesel, I don't think. Um, 
I just think the um, the characters in the WWF match were a bit more established. It was it was the main event for the world title, so I feel like for that reason, Sean and Diesel has the edge over Douglas and Scorpio. But let's think about RVD and Sabu. Something completely unlike anything WWF has given us. Um, also set up the angle at the end of the show, so it's not just like a like a a random match in a vacuum. It's like a it's like something that's building. So, uh, was that better than Sean and Diesel? Um, <clears throat> it's gonna be hard to. Uh, I don't think so. I think Sean and Diesel might edge out RVD and Sabu from this show. I think. Um, dude, because like Sean and Diesel, it was just such an efficient match. You know what I mean? Like every second felt entertaining. RVD and Sabu, I guess kind of the same, but the, the stakes involved too, you got to take into account. Um, I'm going to leave Sean and Diesel there for now, I think. And correct me if I, I believe Sabu and RVD have more matches. So maybe over time they'll build on it. <clears throat> but I don't know if it edges them out quite yet. But we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But just overall in ring now. I think ECW's got that. I think ECW is going to overtake WWF here. Because just look like look at the show, right? RVD and Sabu, you had your you have your high flying with some weapon stuff, but you have like all in how they've they built on their first match with all the counters, the callbacks to their first match, um, and then you have Douglas and Two Cold Scorpio, which is like a really just a classically good wrestling match. And then the three-way for the world title in this show had a lot of heat and a lot of excitement to it. Um, I think ECW has the more well-rounded. And then you have, like, the tag team scene is pretty good, too. I think ECW is doing... Because WWF at this point... I'm trying to think. I mean, you have, like, good workers. You have, like, good wrestlers, right? But is the content... Is, are they maximizing that that talent that they have. I don't know if they really are at least not more than ECW is. So I'm going to give ECW the nod here for best overall in ring. Um, so that gives them four points, which pulls them ahead of WCW for the moment, but let's go over to roster and star power. So in the past, this is one I've been kind of thinking about in the past. I've kind of looked at this just overall, like name value, really star power. But I think we should also take into account the talent like for example let's take rvd for example at this point rvd is still very new he's not remotely a household name he's not really just i mean he's starting to build but he's not like a well-known guy really and at least in the mainstream north american kind of thing which is where we're what we're looking at right so but i think that has merit and that should factor into this criteria because that's the quality of a roster is both the, the star power, but it's also the talent. It's it's the ability of the underneath guys, the cruiserweights in WCW, the high flying guys in ECW, WWF has like their own hearts and stuff like that. So it's like we should take all that to account, too. So 
WCW. Right now we're tracking WCW as the best overall roster. So obviously they got their Hogan's, their Macho Man's, their Flair's, um, the Giants, Sting, um, WWF. You have your Undertaker. Technically, they still have Razor and Diesel. Uh, Brett, Sean, of course. ECW. I don't know if ECW edges out anybody here as of right now. Um, maybe in time. I don't know if this is going to be ECW's game, though, as far as just the, the strength of their roster. It's almost like ECW's the quality is <laughs> despite their roster. You know what I mean? So I don't think anything changes here. We'll keep it as WCW wrestler of the year. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I mean, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think anybody who would even be in contention from ECW. Sandman, maybe <laughs> Raven, uh, Shane Douglas. I don't think any of those guys are touching Shawn Michaels at this point, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that. So WWF keeps that two points for them. Worst wrestler of the year, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean. Um, who's bad on this show? Axel Rotten. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is pretty bad. Mikey Whipwreck, I'm, I'm inclined to put here. Um, but now Hulk Hogan. We'll keep Hogan, the Hogan, Hogansker, Hoganski. There for now. They get negative one point. WCW does. So now we're looking at out of ring, which is his gimmicks. Characters, promos, and storylines. Best overall. Ooh, ooh. So right now we're tracking WWF as the best. With four points going to them. Does ECW edge them out? Because <clears throat> right now, what is WWF doing? So we're off the heels of In Your House 7, I believe at this point is the last one I covered. So Sean and Diesel... But that kind of fizzled out right after the pay-per-view, right? Because that was Diesel's last appearance. So I don't know if we can really still keep that into account. Um, Undertaker and Mankind is is getting off the floor, but it's, I wouldn't say it's like where it would be, right? Obviously, because it's still very like Mankind just debuted. He's a good character, but I feel like there's still so much to um, unpack there that hasn't as of this point. So, and WWF, who else, what else do they have? They have Sean and Bulldog. They had, they had the whole feud where uh, Sean was trying to sleep with Diana, which is terrible. Which would be a negative mark, I think, for WWF. So you know what, man? I think ECW might take this over as well because, like, ECW, they got... Douglas and Scorpio is, is a feud that they've they're continuing to put forward, which is adding on top of the good match that they had. They have um, RVD and Sabu, another one where it's it's a good match, but there's also an angle there. There's a rivalry. There's a reason to watch the next show to see what happens. Sandman and Raven, they're cooking something. I mean, they're in the early stages of that. But and then you have the Dudleys, you have the FBI. I think ECW takes the best out of ring um, just quality overall. So they get four points. 
and we're quickly uh, evening the field here. Um, so best best character storyline as of right now. I'm tracking Gold Dust. I'm gonna keep. You know what? I'll keep Gold Dust there. Um, he's 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 in kind of in a few. He's in that Undertaker, um, Mankind feud. It's kind of weirdly jumbled there, but um, he's a great character. I don't know if any character or storyline on this show really beats that out. I would say Sabu and RVD is close. So is Douglas and Scorpio. Both of those are close. Um, I don't. I I I think Goldust is just, is just so cutting edge at this point that I think I have to I have to lean towards that. So WWF keeps that at two points. Worst character storyline. <laughs> yeah, Dungeon of Doom. I think is still going to maintain that. So WCW gets negative one point. And man, so we got a big swing this week. WWF has kind of been maintaining that heavy lead for a long time, pretty much this entire year so far. But big changes here. So WWF is still in the lead with 13 points. Number two is ECW with eight points. And then we have WCW with one point. So much more even as we uh, head into the mid-year of 1996. So that's just how quick things can change, man. So WWF, good old Vinny, Vinny Mac still in the lead and uh, is on their way to me, uh, which by the way, whoever wins this battle at the end of the year, I will purchase a championship belt of the company that wins. So the winged eagle, winged eagle is uh, currently in the lead, but lots of year to go. And yeah, I think that about wraps her up, huh? Good showing, good showing, big show for uh, 1996. A lot of things happening, big things popping, little things stopping. Is that the thing that MVP says? Probably not, but that's about all daddy has for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you all. Appreciate you guys listening, checking it out. Like the video, subscribe, rate the podcast, review the podcast. Tweedle my nipples, call me a little bitch. And yeah, do all those things. So appreciate you guys. Have a great day or night or morning. Or dusk. Yeah. I'm hard. Around and disregard it. Should be walking around, sure you were hardest. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should be walking around, sure you were hardest. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't.